If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up. And I've got a lot of things for you this uh, next two hours. We've got a lot of new car news, including this, all these rumors on the Apple car. Uh, we also have a bunch of uh, studies from Consumer Reports where they have the most and least like car brands. That's kind of interesting to, to go through. And then we have the most satisfying cars on the market that they just came out with. So let's start with some news. Uh, after um, years of slow improvements to uh, its infotainment system called Sync, Ford is throwing in the towel and going with Google's Android infotainment system starting in 2023. Uh, the new system, first used by Volvo and Polestar this year, will, will likely get um, more and more prevalent as automakers look to streamline their systems and cut costs. I expect Apple will have one of these kinds of uh, in-dash units as well at some point. Or it may come down to just you know Tesla, Apple, and Google uh, all fighting over your screen in your car, and everybody paying licensing fees to one or the other. Right now, for a smartphone, it's either Apple or Google anyway. So um, you know it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see that uh, somebody as big as Ford is going to just go with uh, with Google. Apple, as we've, you know, we keep hearing the rumors. So the first, let's start with what was, you know, began the week with Apple was going to invest $3.6 billion in Kia Motors, which is now called Kia, as part of a collaboration with the uh, South Korean automaker on making electric vehicles. Apple, and, and as the rumor went, Apple plans to set up production with Kia and build Apple branded cars at its, uh, at Kia's facility in Georgia. Uh, the companies are supposed to sign a deal on the 17th of February and aim to introduce Apple cars in 2024. Um, so this was all in a South Korean newspaper. Uh, they said the initial production target is 100,000 units a year. Uh, Hyundai controls Kia, although the companies are separately publicly traded. Uh, Hyundai and Kia shares shared perform very well after this was announced or, or was you know the rumors leaked. And they also share, you know, they also share platforms, powertrains, and intellectual property. Uh, the companies also have their own steel mill in Korea, which helps them keep costs down. Um, so th it, that this is what first came out, and then then we heard more. We said the the, the second phase of the rumors were this: according to anonymous sources, the vehicle will be designed to be driverless and be used for last mile trips suggesting that it will be some sort of autonomous shuttle or delivery van. Uh, this you know, ties into a report, a report from 2018 that claimed Apple had looked at um, fitting a Volkswagen transporter vans with self-driving system to uh, create an autonomous shuttle service to transport employees between its two Silicon Valley campuses. And the rumors don't stop there. Mac Rumors believes that uh, Apple is looking to use Hyundai Kia's e dash GMP modular EV platform and would likely only be able to deliver the car by 2025 at the earliest. Uh, the eGMP platform will uh, make its debut in the Hyundai Ioniq 5, which is going to be a con compact crossover SUV due for reveal this month, February, and will be used for vehicles from both Kia 
uh, and Genesis and Hyundai. And then after that happened, um, there was word for uh, just a couple of days ago that from the Hyundai Kia group that they are not in discussions with Apple to build a car. Mm. Uh, but you can parse their statements in a certain way. It says, this is the exact quote. We are not having talks with Apple on developing autonomous vehicles. Further, we are receiving requests from various companies, but they are at early stage and nothing has been decided. And that's full quote. And this, of course, tanked their stop because everybody thought that Apple was going to be with them. And it, it, what it appears is that Apple was displeased, to say the least. This project had lost the secrecy that Apple so famously demands of everyone involved with any of its current or future products. Apple is supposedly in talks with other OEMs regarding said car, but it's also possible that Apple just put a screeching halt on talks with Hyundai Kia after the leaks and will resume at a later date when the leaks have been uh, plugged. But if you parse the statement a little more, it says that the group wasn't developing autonomous vehicles for Apple, but maybe they are still developing an electric car for Apple and not the autonomous driving system, and that's all being done by Apple. So depending on how you want to read this, it's a you know, it's quite the cluster F of all these various things going on. But with all this out in the marketplace, all this, you know, being heard out there, it, it's, it's does seem that Apple is pursuing some sort of uh, autonomous vehicle. Uh, Jeep is recalling 4,000 uh, 46,500 Gladiator pickups and Wrangler SUVs with manual transmissions because of the potential for the clutch assembly to overheat, creating a fire risk. Uh, the recall affects 42,193 manual uh, 2018 through 2021 Wranglers and the 2020 through 2021 Gladiators only with a V6 engine and in the United States. The recall affects about another 4,314 vehicles in Canada. Uh, notices will be sent to owners in mid-March for a free-of-charge software change, uh, reducing the clutch, uh, the power allocated to the clutch when the vehicle is launched improperly from high gears. So I guess people driving badly have created some sort of problem. Uh, California is way behind on installing uh, uh, public EV charging stations. Uh, there are approximately 800,000 plug-in vehicles in, in California, and that's both battery electric like a Tesla or a plug-in hybrid like a Prius Prime. And nearly 70,000 public charge and only 70,000 public charging stations. According to a Bloomberg report, the ideal ratio of public chargers would be 40 to 50 per uh, every EV on the road. Uh, over the uh, overall, the U.S. ratio is about 20 to one, but that's not the case in California, where you know the EVs are concentrated. Uh, the goal set by the Biden administration is to build an additional 500,000 public charging stations. But this is a very complicated goal and would require many construction projects as well as uh, effective and efficient national infrastructure to handle it all. All I can say is that uh, there are is that there you know better be more EV adoptions as time comes on. There will be more EV adoption, and that you know the the more charges the better. Tesla supercharger network is still the secret sauce that makes owning a Tesla more attractive because the network is well designed and facilitates and facilitates long range travel all around the country. Tesla is in the process of uh, major increases in superchargers in China and Europe. 
and it, you know, in anticipation of the increased need with its uh, Shanghai and Berlin factories pumping out Model 3 and Model Y vehicles. Uh, the human rights campaign equality a corporate index is out uh, and has awarded Tesla as one of 2021's best places to work for LGBTQ equality. Uh, the award was posted on the HRC's uh, recently published Corporate Equality Index 2021 on their website, which rates uh, workplaces on uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer equality. The announcement was shared on Tesla's LinkedIn page, where the EV maker noted that it's proud to have received a perfect score of 100% in the index for six years running. Uh, Tesla was uh, the only U.S.-based automaker to receive a score, the top score. HRC's Corporate Equality Index involves four criteria, workforce protection, 30 points, inclusive benefits, another 30 points, uh, supporting an inclusive culture and uh, supporting an inclusive culture and corporate social responsibility, and that's 40 points. So all of those add up to 100. They also have responsible citizenship, and they can deduct 25 points for records of anti-LGBT practices. Uh, just for comparison, Walmart also scored 100, which, you know, Walmart's not always a good actor when it comes to its employees, but they scored 100, at least on paper. Apple, of course, scored 100, Amazon 100, Google 100, Facebook 100, Twitter 100, uh, but Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's holding company, 20. Yikes. Ford, 80, GM, 90, FCA, 90, Volkswagen Group of America was 90. Uh, Hyundai Motor America got uh, 100, uh, but it wasn't in the top 10. Uh, and Nissan North America scored 90. Toyota North America was 100. Uh, Honda not listed. Uh, Daimler Trucks of North America, 80. But MBU, uh, you know, Mercedes-Benz USA was not listed. But Mercedes-Benz Financial was, was, uh, was listed with a 90. Costco surprisingly got a 60. But a bank like J.P. Morgan Chase got a 100. So it's all over the place where, when it comes to, the, you know, the, the, these, these indexes and how they, you know, fit into it. As part of Ford's fourth quarter and full year earnings report, Ford CEO Jim Farley announced that the automaker will increase its investment in electric cars and reiterated that EVs for Ford's luxury, Lincoln luxury division are on the way. Farley said that Ford will now invest $22 billion in electrification through 2025, which is nearly twice what Ford had previously committed to EVs. Ford wants to break uh, constraints, supposedly, increase battery capacity, they need that desperately, uh, improve costs, and get more electric vehicles into its product plan. They need that desperately, too. Ford is already planning to increase the upcoming F-150 electric by 50%. We don't know what its original goal was, but whatever it is, I guess so Ford is seeing that there's a, there's demand for an electric pickup truck. And with Rivian coming out within another six months with the R1T, Ford is you know feeling the pressure for the uh, the market leader, which of course is the F-150, which has been for the last, I don't know, 40 or 50 years. And they sell over 800,000 of them a year. And so Ford wants to be considered as the market leader. Uh, in pickup trucks. 
Uh, and speaking of Rivian, let's see. The first two Rivian showrooms will be in Laguna Beach, of all places, uh, and Chicago. Another report adds Los Angeles to the list of showrooms. Rivian plans on opening 10 showrooms in 2021 and 41 service centers as it starts to roll out the R1T pickup truck. Uh, and later this year, it'll roll out the R1S SUV, which is based, of course, on the truck. Uh, deliveries of the R1T should begin in Q2 2021. Again, Ford is feeling the heat from that. And the launch edition R1T starts at 75000 uh, And the launch, launch edition of the R1S, the SUV, starts at 77500 So, yes, you can still get the $7,500 federal, federal tax credit for these, but they're not – they're not inexpensive. Kia has ditched the uh, minivan nameplate Sedona. They're not going to use it anymore. The all-new Kia minivan, uh, which gets a kind of creepy name, the Carnival. It's a shame, too, because Sedona name sort of evokes the feeling of the wide-open western landscapes and encapsulates the the, you know, the red signature mountains surrounding Sedona, Arizona. Carnival, I keep, I keep thinking of creepy clowns. but uh, and, Or cruise ship ridden, you know, with COVID on it. The 2022 uh, Carnival looks very SUV-like, and it is uh, kind of like Lincoln Aviator. This is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Riffed Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back with more from Consumer Reports and more news. Jones Agency. At Jones Agency, we are virtually unstoppable. 24-7, 365. As the leading creative shop in the Inland Empire, it's our role to continue providing the best thinking and strategic leadership, especially during these challenging times. As we all learn to create and adapt to our new normal, at Jones, we're one step ahead providing fully integrated marketing services to you the moment you need them at a cost you can afford. And that's our promise. We are here to help your businesses weather the storm, refocus your dreams, and maybe even eliminate some of the barriers. Call us today for a free assessment, 760-325-1437, extension 206. 760-325-1437, extension 206. Hashtag Stronger Together. From Detroit and beyond, Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. Our number in the studio is 760-544-8255 if you'd like to call us and talk to us. Uh, also coming up at 3 o'clock, uh, the Reverend Dr. Ke- Kevin A. Johnson talks with Jeff Hawker about uh, Bloom in the Desert and how, it's, uh, con- and how its congregation has transitioned during the pandemic and blooming together their upcoming spring fling. Then Palm Springs Pride Ron DeHart discusses 
recent honorees of the Human Rights Cam- uh, Commission and what's next for the Pride organization. The Jeff Ocker Show start is from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific on the iHub Network. Um, some things from Consumer Reports. They've, they've been putting out a lot of studies recently, uh, and I thought that they were interesting. For example, let's go through the most satisfying cars on the market. Uh, so it says basically they, they, they surveyed their owners and not everybody is, is uh, represented here because they have too small of a, of, a, of, a, of a pool to choose from. For example, they don't have a Lamborghini or Ferrari because they just don't have that many members who are responding in the categories that that has, you know, the, these kinds of cars. And even some like Acura, they don't even have that many. So sometimes some of these are excluded. But uh, this was part of their annual auto, auto survey, which I was part of. I took I took place in that. I mean, I'm a member of CR, and I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of people who uh, are part of this survey. Uh, and it says you want you know you want to know how owners will like living with a car. So this is what they feel and the features, uh, you know, how they feel about the qualities and features after the initial excitement of a new car wears off. Well, this is where it comes in, uh, you know, comes in into play. Um, owner satisfaction highlights and in-car electronics is always sort of a, a a sticking point for people. You know, there's always some complaints about the uh, about things like the uh, uh, you know how a, how an infotainment system works or how complicated it is to use. Uh, you know, how com- comfortable is the third row if you have a three-row SUV? Some are like for you know tiny children. Others, you know, adults can fit in. Uh, so there's you know all different things and you know. Uh, where it comes in into play on these cars. So uh, let's look at the most and least satisfying overall. And this goes by, you know, the actual model. At the bottom of the least satisfying is the Toyota CHR. Poor Toyota. Right at the bottom there with that. It's it's just a cramped little car. You can't get it in all-wheel drive. It kind of looks cute when you see it. But in reality, apparently, uh, people are not exactly happy with it. Um, and then up from there is the Ford EcoSport. I don't even see those things driving around. They're, they're these tiny SUVs that uh, I just don't see. I mean, I, I've seen one or two of them driving around, uh, both in the Valley and in Los Angeles. But I rarely, rarely see them anywhere. Maybe they're part of rental fleets, but I simply don't see them out there. Uh, surprisingly, as at a at a low point is the Infiniti Q50, which is sort of their, you know, competition to the you know like a BMW 3 Series or something, and um, it's just uh, apparently people don't like Infiniti that much, and there's you know Infiniti's having trouble with satisfying their customers with just about anything these days. Uh, and up from that is the Chevy Trax, which is their small co- subcompact SUV. Uh, I see a lot of those as rental cars, but I don't see as many of them as being privately owned. So apparently that's part of it. Uh, the Nissan Pathfinder. Now, this is the Nissan Pathfinder that's currently available. There is a brand new Pathfinder for 2022, the 2022 model year, which just was introduced this week. That is a thousand times better than the Pathfinder that's sitting right now in, in Nissan's fleet. And that is not a very satisfying car, according to the the people in the survey. And I can understand that. It's just sort of like, you know, if you're going to get a Nissan, just get a Rogue or a Murano. And why do you want to bother with the with the Pathfinder since it's 
basically not as good as either one of those two, which are much better SUVs. And uh, frankly, the Rogue is a much, much better, better selling car uh, and uh, much higher uh, satisfaction than the uh, Pathfinder. But the new Pathfinder might change that. Uh, the Jeep Compass, that is not being sold anymore. But, you know, this is for people who have owned it over the, you know, the last few years, and that is not high on the list of people, you know, a car that people like. Again, a, a small SUV that kind of didn't really fit into Jeep's lineup very well and was not very well realized, let's say. And, and you know, the interior was kind of cheap, and uh, I guess people didn't like it, surprisingly, because everyone, you know, people love Jeep, the brand, but apparently the compass was not there. Um, now, Infinity has two more here, the QX50 and the QX60, and these are crossovers. Uh, neither one of them was liked very well. We're going to keep going over this list when we get back. This is Todd Bianco, all revved up, I have radio. It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. Our number is 760-544-8255. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the survey from Consumer Reports about the most satisfying cars on the market. Um, and we were going through the uh, least satisfying list uh, 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 before the break. And I'd mentioned the last uh, two were the Infiniti QX60 and the QX50, which are both, uh, you know, compact sized SUVs. I think the QX60 is about the same size as the Nissan Pathfinder. I think they're the same car. So those don't seem to be popular with anybody. But, you know, Infinity had three cars on the top, on, on, you know, on the bottom 10 list, which isn't very good. Um, you know, and there was the Nissan Pathfinder, that was one, and then, then comes the Nissan Kicks. Uh, the Nissan Kicks is a subcompact SUV that was uh, brought in to replace the Juke. Uh, the Jukes was a little, I think the Juke was a little more popular. I don't know why, but they're both about the same size. And I, you know, why they need, thought they needed to change the name to kick, you know, when they came out with a new model, I don't know. But apparently it's not very popular. Uh, and then people are, they, you know, they just don't feel comfortable in it. And then uh, uh, rounding out the top 10 is the Mazda CX-3. You don't see very many of these either. The CX-3 is really a small SUV. And I mean, it's really cramped inside. I think it, it looks kind of cool, but it's way too small. If for, you know, for me, I just feel too cramped in it. Um, and I think it feels a little cheap and it's based on a Mazda 2, which isn't sold in the United States. I think it's sold in Mexico, but not in the United States. And it's kind of a, you know, cheap little SUV that just, you know, isn't really uh, up up to snuff for the rest of the competition. So that rounds off the least satisfying. Now let's look at the most satisfying. And I, you know, people are going to blame me for having certain you know prejudices here, but I'm just reading the list, guys. Uh, bringing up the uh, number ten is the Tesla Model X. Uh, people love the Model X. I mean, it's it's the doors, you know, the, those Falcon wing doors that that are on the Model X, and it's kind of you know it's big, but it's um, I see a lot of them in Los Angeles and in and in uh, Palm Springs. Uh, they're very popular uh, SUVs, and 
Uh, people just love them, uh, whether or not uh, there's problems with them, because some of them are a little, especially the Model X has problems, but Tesla's ironed out most of those by this time, you know, because the Model X has been out since, what, 2015, so it's five years on the market at this point. Um, it's being updated along with the Tesla Model S, uh, which will be coming out, I guess, next month, March. Uh, Tesla showed all the uh, various uh, pictures of the new um the new interior is what the big deal is. They, they've, they've tweaked the exteriors, but they're very similar. But the interior is where everybody's, you know, screaming and yelling and having fits and moaning and groaning. Uh, but it's a much nicer upgraded interior. But the fact that the steering wheel is not a wheel anymore, it's a yoke style steering wheel and that there's no longer any stocks, you know, like, like the turn signal stock or the a stock that selects the gears. Those have disappeared. There's a on the on the you know there's a touch there's a touch p- place on the on the on the new steering wheel for the uh, for the right and left turn signals but and and for you know like flashing or high beams that's on there too but as far as selecting the gear Elon says that the car just senses which way to go and it will know where to go I think he's serious that there's an AI built into it but apparently you'll also be able to select it on this new huge um, landscape oriented touch touch screen that's taken the place of of the one that was uh, portrait oriented in the uh, in the dashboard that's more like a model three now um, so that's number 10 and the number uh, number nine up from that is the Jeep gladiator I said people love Jeeps why they didn't love the compass is probably the reason that Jeep discontinued the compass but the Jeep Gladiator is the uh, pickup truck version of the uh, Wrangler, and the Wrangler's wildly popular, so why not the Gladiator? I've seen quite a few of those. They're very expensive, um, you know, like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, and they sell well. You know, they probably sell every one they can make. Um, number, uh, let's see, that was 10, 9, 8, uh, Toyota Prius. Uh, everybody I know who owns a Prius has liked the Prius. They think it's a great car. It's very, very reliable. It gets very high uh, fuel economy. And, you know, it's been around for, you know, almost two decades at this point. Uh, and uh, Toyota really has polished that one. Uh, you know, they know what they're doing. The, the, the system is dead reliable. And people like their Prius. It, it may not be like a sporty car to drive, but it's a you know it's it's a satisfying car for people to drive. Uh, up from that number, let's see, seven, eight, six. Uh, the Lincoln Corsair. Uh, the Corsair is the new name for the Lincoln. Uh, what is it? Uh, Lincoln. Uh, it's not the Aviator. That that's the next one up. The Corsair was the MK. Uh, forgot which one that was, but it's there. It's sort of a mid-size. Oh no, that's the. Uh, it's it's the one that's the um, same size as. It's a compact SUV. It's the same size as the uh, MKC, uh, and it's uh, the, the Nautilus is the one up from that. That that was the uh, the, the the mid-size one. So this is the compact uh, Lincoln crossover. Uh, it's uh, very popular, um, apparently, even though they don't sell that many Lincolns. And then up from that, they is the Lincoln Aviator. Uh, the Aviator is the um, is the Lincoln version of the Ford Explorer. Um, so that is an interesting um, uh, pick. But the Aviator is truly well done. I mean, it, there's a plug-in version of it, and uh, the interior is absolutely top-notch. Lincoln did a great job of it. It looks terrific as far as you know, trucky Lincolns go. It's it's very good there. 
next up is the Mazda MX-5 uh, Miata, which, you know, the Miata, if you if you can fit in it, it's a terrifically fun little car to drive. Now, the if you're buying a Miata, you're already in love with it. So the fact that it's on you know number ten on you know I'm a part of the top ten isn't a surprise. It is an you know an extremely popular car for the ones who buy it. They don't sell very many of them, uh, but it's a fun little rear drive sports car. You know the 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 stick shift on it is a short throw. It's just wildly fun to drive around if you can fit in it uh, and so the people who buy it obviously can fit in it and if you can fit in it and uh, you will absolutely love it so that's why it's on this list uh, next up is the tesla model y so we had the model x now the model y is the uh is the suv version of the model 3 and uh, they just started pumping those out last year. So uh, 2021 will be the first full year of Model Y sales. Right now, they're all built in, for the U.S. market, they're all built in Fremont. Although um, Tesla says that when they finish their Austin, Texas factory, that they will build Model Y there for the eastern half of the United States. And the western half will be supplied by Fremont. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's extremely popular it'll probably outsell the model 3 this year uh elon expects it to be their top selling yes you know the top selling tesla period um it's uh, started to sell it in china and it's very very popular in china they can't keep them you know there's there's like a two or three month backlog in china although they're able to supply model 3 and you know as well in china but um they just uh, their line for model y just came online this year or late last year um but this so 2021 will be the first full year of production and they haven't even ramped production yet but they will have quite a few of those out there uh, it has many improvements over the model 3 it has a uh, you know the octo valve uh, heat pump which uh better cools and 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 heats the battery so that you it you know gets longer range when it's cold it better heats the cabin uh it's very efficient and they've made all sorts of improvements with the model uh y and now those have trickled down to the model 3 now for example uh they just started shipping a model 3 and model y with heated steering wheels which they did not have before that tesla doesn't tell you about these things they just kind of do it on the fly uh, the next model, so the top three we're getting to now, is the Tesla Model S. And the Tesla Model S has been wildly popular since it came out. The owners love it. It gets top scores in you know in in various uh, tests all around. It was you know the car of the decade or whatever from Motor Trend. I mean they've got it. It wins awards. People love it. It's uh it's fast. It has ludicrous mode and ludicrous mode was you know going to be replaced by plaid and plaid plus all of this by the way is from the film Spaceballs that elon likes uh then number two is the kia telluride the kia telluride is a very people love the looks of it number one and it's a very comfortable three-row suv that is very well equipped and very well priced Kia dealers have a very hard time keeping them in stock and some Kia dealers are trying to uh actually get you on um you know like five thousand over over sticker or something like that uh 
And if that if you see that at a Kia dealer, just walk away because that's that's BS. You just you know wait a little longer if you have to have a new one. And you used ones are almost impossible to find because they've only been out for maybe a year, a little year and a half now. So finding a used one is is very rare anyway. So if you want a new Kia Telluride, you might have to wait a little longer than you thought. So. It's not a surprise that it's up there. It's It's been recommended by just about anybody who's driven it. it the car magazines love it. Uh, the people at, at Consumer Reports love it. The people who buy it love it. Um, the third row is comfortable in it, surprisingly. Uh, the cabin is lovely. Uh, and the looks are pretty cool. So, you know, from the outside. So I I, I've, I think it's well-deserved in the top 10 list. And then number one, you're going to hate me, is the Tesla Model 3 because that's what I drive, is the Tesla Model 3. And that was the most satisfying car for people uh, in Consumer Reports survey. Um, now, the Model 3 has been on the market longer. So obviously, uh, you know, mine was in 2018, and that's basically the first full-year production for Model 3. So it's been out for three years now, essentially, and so there's lots more people who own it, own it now. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you drive around California, you'll see plenty of Model 3s. And, uh, you know, I, I love my car. I think it's terrific. It's the best car I've ever owned. Uh, it's the funnest car, you know, to drive. It just, you know, there's a thrill every time you drive it. It's just, you know, there's a whenever Tesla does over-the-air software updates, which they do for all of their cars, by the way. Um you know, it's like your car gets a little bit better every, you know, two or three weeks when they release one. Uh, I'll be excited when they release full self-driving uh, because that's part of my car. And, you know, all the things I see online is that it's going to be an amazing system, even though it won't be actual self-driving. It'll be pretty It'll be a pretty cool system to be able to toy around with. Um, and Tesla has basically all four of their cars, the 3, the S, the X, and the Y on the top 10 list. So it got as many pla- more places than any other manufacturer in the top 10 list. Um, and I think that's because if you drive a Tesla, you know why it's more fun. As more and more EVs come to market, people will start to realize the benefits and, and you know how much fun it is to own an EV and how much less expensive it is to drive one. I mean, and since I got my car, the only thing I've done is replace the tires once and had the cabin filter replaced by the Rover service, which comes to your house and does it, and that was $76. So this is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHeartRadio, Radio, and when we get back, we have some more news. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. 
Um, I was going to go over the most, the least and most liked car brands, but that's a much longer discussion than we have right now. So I want to do some more car news that's been uh, coming out just recently. Subaru is reportedly working on an all-wheel drive hot hatch that may end up serving uh, as the basis for the automaker's return to top-level rally racing. Uh, the mystery car is codenamed Super AWD and is due in the fall of 2022, according to Car Guides. Um, citing when they cited sources in Japan, it won't be a hatchback version of the next WRX, which is due about the same time, but it will be an entry uh, positioned below the WRX. Although the two cars are said to be similar in size, the hot hatch uh, and the next WRX will also reportedly share an engine, specifically a 2.4 liter turbocharged flat four, but the hatch will be less powerful uh, to reflect its lower pos- positioning in the in the model range, according to Car Guides, the hot hatch is being developed with Toyota, which of course is a, an affiliate of Subaru. They both own each other's stocks. This is a very Japanese thing to do, uh, though it won't be uh, just a version of the GR Yaris. The GR Yaris is this hot hatch Yaris that is available everywhere but the United States because Toyota didn't think they would sell well here, and it's an expensive little car to bring here. So it could be a twin with the mystery uh, GR hot hatch that Toyota is supposed to introduce uh, in the not-too-distant future. Who knows? But another possibility is that it um, may be a new range-topping version of the next generation Impreza hatchback. That's part of of, – of Subaru, of course. What I'd love to see is Toyota use it to revive the Celica nameplate, you know, a boy can wish. Uh, Toyota announced today that it will unveil two new EVs this year and will bring them both to the United States in 2022. That's, of course, next year. They're going to reveal them now because they, I think they need to have some of the uh, of the news spotlight on them. They're tired of all going to uh, Toyota, I mean, going to uh, Tesla or Rivian. Uh, so the automaker will also unveil a plug-in hybrid this year, which will also be available next year. Um the two EVs will be part of a global um, goal to bring 10 new EVs to market sometime in the early 2020s. Neither of the new EVs that Toyota announced today are going to have the solid-state batteries. At least, you know, Toyota says they're working on solid-state batteries, which means uh, solid-state battery just means it doesn't have a, a liquid electrolyte, which means they're more energy-dense and they're lighter. So more energy-dense gen- and lighter batteries is always good for an EV because it means you have further range. Nobody actually has a solid-state battery yet. Uh, the closest one right now is QuantumScape, which is now a public company, which is backed by Volkswagen, but even they don't have anything that's in the market yet. So whether Toyota will have it in the next, by 2025, we'll see. But it will also have, um, I don't think it's going to be part of the two EVs that they talked about today. It's also possible that one of them is going to be the one that's been, that's going to be shared with Subaru. Subaru doesn't have any EVs in the market right now. And the only thing they have that's a plug-in is they have a, um, uh, what's, which, which one is that? One of them, they have a little hatchback that's, um, uh, that is, uh, uh, a plug-in right now, which uses the Prius plug-in, uh, you know, whole setup that that you know they borrowed from Toyota. So that's all they have right now. And um, California is a huge market for Subaru, and Subaru is worried about the 2035 uh, edict from California that you know everything sold will be uh, electric or you know a zero emission vehicle by that Todd, time. And right uh, now they, they don't have anything. They call it the Crosstrek. 
Crosstrek. That's it. Yes, the Crosstrek is the only plugin. Again, it's using the uh, um, the the Prius plugin system. Thanks, John. Uh, but right now, that's all they've got from from Subaru. And uh, you know, so it's been rumored for a while that Subaru is going to have one of, is going to have their own version of one of the Toyota EVs that they're going to come out with, which will be a some sort of a crossover. Um, so that was announced today. Uh, then, uh, let's see, uh, what else have we got? Oh, the news broke today also that, uh, Rivian, uh, is going to go public this year. Uh, Rivian is the, uh, the EV startup that's backed by both, uh, Amazon and Ford and several really big, uh, funds, uh, you know, investment funds that are, you know, from wall street. So it's, it's got quite a bit of, you know, venture capital already sunk into it to the tune of, you know, 10, 12, 14 billion dollars right now. Um, so the electric truck maker is looking to go public as soon as, uh, se- September at a valuation of 50 billion dollars, which is the market cap of GM and perhaps more according to the people familiar with the, uh, with the matter. Um, Wow, the company's timeline for an EB, e, IPO isn't uh, isn't finalized yet, and the listing could happen later in the year or even slip into 2022. Uh, Rivian has been speaking to bankers about this plan, obviously, and Rivian is the highest profile uh, competitor to Tesla right now. But they're not this is really a competitor in the same way. Rivian is going after a different market. They're going after the outdoor adventurer market with their R1S uh, SUV and the R1T pickup truck. And they plan on putting their own charging stations at, you know, national parks and at, you know, at various uh, places where people would take the cars off, you know, their tr- cars or trucks off road uh, on, you know, some sort of like a weekend trip or some sort of, you know, outdoor adventure, which is different from, you know, the, the Tesla strategy, which is to, you know, put cars on the road that people just drive every day to and from work. The only thing that will come up as a, a competition to that will be the Tesla Cybertruck. And the Cybertruck is going to be an interesting competitor just because it'll it'll be very, very off-road capable with, um, you know, the air suspension that it will have in it and with the fact that there's no paint on it. So it can get scratched and bumped and, you know, hit. And basically it either won't, you know, you won't even get a dent in it and you won't be able to scratch the paint because there is no paint and, you know. A lot of off-road people really like that. I mean, people who go off-road with their Jeeps, they, you know, a Jeep isn't a real Jeep if you see it completely buffed out with no scratches or scrapes or dents or or, or chips. You're, a, a real Jeep is supposed to be used off-road and it's supposed to look like it's been used off-road. And so a, a real Jeep person would know another real Jeep person if they saw like a Wrangler or something like that uh, that's been, you know, beat up on, you know, a rocky trail somewhere or, you know, taken off-road in the desert or whatever it is. So uh, there, there is a there is a difference between the, the people who are driving a Jeep just because they like the name and that's their daily drive, like a Grand Cherokee, like a luxury car, uh, and the new Grand Cherokee will look much more like a luxury car at this point, uh, as opposed to a Wrangler or a Gladiator, which are actually meant to be used off-road and have all the equipment and all the, uh, uh, the various engines and things that go by off-road. Uh, at the top of the next hour, we're going to talk uh, Bring a Trailer with John McMullen. We've got a lot of interesting cars, of course, this 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 uh, this, this week, as Bring a Trailer has always good stuff uh, on auction. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio. And John McMullen and I will be back after this. 